Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, and welcome to yet another edition of Lynn Cullen, still alive. It is uh, July 28, and it's a Tuesday, a nice sort of cool Tuesday. I'm loving it. And I think my sister Susan should be on. Hello? 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 How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm okay. So, I... (laughs) I almost forgot to uh, to call in because I was engrossed in uh, a piece that um, that someone just sent me, Barbara, who sends me a lot of good stuff, and it was about the uh, the speech on the uh, House floor given by um, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, um, which you had thought was so extraordinary, right? Right. You're not alone, not alone. Um, and this piece uh, is, is, a, is really good, but it's talking a lot about the coverage of the speech and how it sifts, boy, that's us, sifts uh, through the prism of patriarchy when you're even discussing the speech um that she gave um yeah i've i've been very interested in what i was impressed by and what i keep seeing on the news which i did not think they they were taking what was most moving to me a woman and what she was speaking most truthfully about uh no they took they took the easy pieces yeah go ahead and it's not that they took the easy pieces. They took the pieces that made her out to be a disruptor. Um, so they specifically zero in on the New York Times, um, who use phrases like, since she came, has upended traditions, uh, uh, her speech was norm shattering, um, uh, and and on and on and and they say that all these words somehow cast her as the disruptive and chaotic force unleashed in this scenario, suggesting that you know they shattered norms in a way that Representative Yoho and his profane outburst apparently did not, which is true actually because. That, no, because he's the norm. I mean, so, if they aren't wrong, you know, I don't know. I don't think the New York Times is wrong. That was well, you should shattering. Read, no, you should read uh, this. I'll this read piece. the whole thing. Okay. Um, and they go on to say uh, this. Um, it just, the whole, the coverage offered the faint impression that the only person who actually said the actual words fucking bitch was AOC herself and not the man who aimed them at her. What's more, the paper described her as punching each syllable in the vulgarity, reinforcing her utterance as somehow pugilistic when she was only saying what he had said. I heard her. Do you think she punched every syllable in the vulgarity? She said he called me a fucking bitch. I'll tell you what she did. She knew damn well that her words were going to be publicized and bleeped. And she wanted to make sure that anybody watching the tape could see that what she was saying was fucking bitch. That's what she did. And it worked because they can bleep that all you want and you can just read her mouth saying fucking bitch. So they do this. I I, I don't disagree with you. She, um, this piece also says that Times reporters wrote, quote, she excels at using her detractors to amplify her own political brand. And, you know, 
Well, the, that's the, just standard the, politics, guys. Yeah, this person goes on to say they don't write stories about men having political brands. Uh, they call her media savvy. Uh, she had sprung into action to create disruptive and viral events. And, and all of this is to sort of somehow make her the, I mean, it's always as if she is this disruptor and not pesky little. Yeah. A little, she's getting in, uh, you know, she's causing trouble. She's like a little gnat buzzing around those big, nice, powerful men. Oh God, I don't know. This piece is a little, too, you know, it's it's too. Um, you're you're not, now you're now totally angry, and I'm and I haven't read it, so I'm still just fine because it's a beautiful day. And William okay, yeah, Barham, it is. William Barr hasn't started talking yet because uh, Nadler was in a car accident today. Yeah, a minor car accident, but it's delaying the hearing. Jesus, man. Yeah, so Barr is going to... Oh, fuck him. Anyway, so here's what this person says. Let me try one more time. He says, we are... She says, we are trained to recognize the reactions of those who are not white men reacting... People who are not white men reacting to white men as some sort of path to power. We are told that people who are not white men get to play certain kinds of cards, gender cards, race cards, to get ahead, whereas white men just get ahead. White male power is so assumed as to be wholly indistinguishable from what we simply recognize as power. Right. And with it, the whispered implication that those with authority have somehow earned that authority fairly and squarely, while those who challenge that authority and its abuses are wily manipulators, are building their brands, are, you know, creating this kind of, uh, you know, build, all this kind of stuff. And that's, that's it. When in fact what she was doing was part of her job, the part that is about representing people in their experiences and communicating effectively on behalf of women in this case. Oh. Meanwhile, patriarchal power uh, remains so, and, and if the, the abuse that patriarchal power uh, invariably unleashes is so expected that it is not notable as a violation of civility or of norms, or it's not disruptive, it's not chaotic, it is what is. So men behaving in any way, gifted politicians like AOC, none of this gets mentioned. That what it is the fact that she is not supposed to have this power that they have, that the coverage gets weird whenever she says something. Because if this were a guy, none of this would, the coverage would be totally different. Yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah, it, it it's really sort of the same thing as trying to get anybody, you know, trying to get the um, white people to understand systemic racism. Yeah, systemic racism. Exactly, and, it's and the how, same thing. Right, it's exactly the same thing. I was trying to explain this to Mother last night that when it finally dawned on me the the extent of what you were just talking about goes, I became such an angry feminist almost overnight mm-hmm. um, because I suddenly saw how the very fabric of my life had been knitted in such a way to control me. Mm-hmm. And that was nothing compared to where I started when I was being controlled 
as in relation to people of color in this country. And that's when I suddenly understood it because I was so screaming mad about being stitched into my sweater. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it must be very hard for white men to get this because it's not their experience. And if they don't have the capacity for empathy, they're not going to get the racist part. They're not going to get the misogynistic part. Yeah, I was listening because to Because it's just alien. Yeah. yeah. I was um, in my return to the house yesterday. I was listening to something on NPR, and it was a story about a group that has sprung up called Rednecks for Black Lives. <laughs> and its um, founding member is a young Appalachian daughter of a coal miner woman. And she's joined forces with. Oh, this. so it's a redneck, in this case, is a woman. The redneck is a woman here to tell you that the term comes from the diverse group of poor coal miners who were trying to unionize and wore red bandanas bandanas around their necks to show that they were pro-union. They were white and they were black and they were all put down by the uh, kept down by the owners of the mine. They had a common cause. She said, and she said, the term has gone on to mean something else. I want it to mean what it used to mean and remind people that it was those people that taught white people to hate black people so that our combined strength That's was right. diluted. That's right. We have to blame each other for our problems that are caused by that white guy that owns us all. That's right. The white male elite has always been threatened if the working class folks that they exploit, black and white, see that they have common cause and act together. And so the white power structure, the white elite, has always moved to separate the black working class and the white working class by using racism, by elevating the white working class over the black working class, by but elevating just, their white. But just skin. enough. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Just enough. Just enough. And uh, boy, this, you know, it, it, it never stops. That's interesting because I always understood redneck to mean and this is what I was the sun on the back of the of the working workers. Yeah, yeah. people bent over working in yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the fields. Said sunburned necks. Well, I think you know that's what I always thought too. That's just simply where our minds went. But in fact, that's how the term began. Um, well, you know, it's just and the guy that's working with her is just a good old boy. They used to have a. You know, a magnet of the Confederate flag on his truck until George Floyd was killed. And he saw his little girl talk about how her father was going to change the world. And he was sitting there with his daughter. And he started sobbing and he couldn't stop. And he said it just suddenly made sense that just because he thought what it meant to him didn't wasn't what it meant to all those other people... Why was he disregarding what it meant to all those other people? It was the symbol of what allows this to happen. He went out, he threw that thing away, he called up this woman, and they've joined forces. They've created rednecks for black lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care how it happens, but that is how it has to happen. The curtain just has to drop. Um, and and it's why, you know, when they say woke, they mean woke, and I don't mean to be stupid about it, but you do have to allow yourself to see. And it's very difficult because that means you have to change. And if you're comfortable, why would you want that? Hi, Sharon. 
Jesus, what was that? What was I that? don't know. Is there a robot in your room? Something said something will cause cancer. What the fuck was that? It was on your computer? Well, yeah, it came out on my computer. What was that? Usually it's my stomach talking when I fed it something it didn't like. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I see what it is. Over to the side was a PSA with a woman who had her um, vocal cords taken out, and she was saying something about, I got can't. Mm. But what? Okay. So not, never mind. Jeez. I got, okay. I want to. Um, there's so much to always talk about. Jesus. Yeah, there is. What about. The loathsome Senator Tom Cotton. <gasps> okay. Describing. Let's abolish the 1619 project. Project because, um, because it's, yeah, it, it insists on because teaching it's true. the history. Yeah, because it teaches the history of this country. Which he and doesn't he like says, at all. No, and he says this, quote, we have to study the history of slavery and its role and impact on the development of our country because otherwise we can't understand our country. As the founding fathers said, it was the necessary evil upon which the union was built. Um, now, now, necessary is, a, is, is the part that we're willing okay. to debate. Um, the funny thing is, and then he goes on about the 1619 Project. Here's the funny thing. The 1619 Project says the same thing. Yeah. That's what it's trying to teach. Yeah. That they don't use necessary, but they say this nation was built on the backs of black people who were deemed non-human. Its wealth was built that way. It's at its very founding. This is it. So he says here that, in fact, it was a necessary evil upon which the union was built. So he's arguing that the 1619 Project is absolutely correct. That's right. But in his version, all the slaves were happy, and they really wanted to help. Right. And he says it's a racially divisive, like slavery wasn't. <laughs> it's, it's right. A it racially is racially divisive, divisive because it's telling him to change and he doesn't want to. Listen, a racially divisive revisionist account of history that denies the noble principles of freedom and equality on which our nation was founded. Freedom and equality for white landowning men. Jesus friggin' Christ. I mean, when do we get to be honest? And to, you know, I think these people think, and I know what they think, what they're afraid of is, if we know our history, we will not love this country. No. If we if we know our history, we might think slightly less of white men, but we'll still love our country. The amazing thing to me is how patriotic most of, you know, all of the protesters out there are. They're trying to form a more perfect, perfect union. union. That's yeah. what that's what we're all supposed to strive to do. That's one of the re- the responsibilities of citizenship. Which which you, you know, yeah, uh, which we okay, spoiled brat okay. Americans don't know how to deal with. Yeah, we have to have listen a to summer their, vacation. Listen to, their, listen to the reaction uh, to Cotton's remarks by a writer for the Times, uh, Nicole Hannah Jones. She says, "You said," she's saying to Cotton, "You said, quote, as the founding fathers said." It was the necessary evil upon which the union was built. That as, as the founding father said, that as denotes agreement. Further, if by path to extinction, you mean growing the enslaved population from 500,000 to 4 million at the Civil War, a war fought over slavery, 
then okay. Um, he, I just, oh my God, this guy is, um, you know, and he talk about building a brand and talk about, uh, uh, ambition. Huh? This is the guy who wants to be the president. And he figures he's going to be the one who's going to be able to re somehow re, uh, reframe the uh, Republican Party and and rise to lead it. Anybody who knows him says that's what he's planning. Extremely ambitious. But you don't hear that when they're talking about Tom Cotton. Jesus Christ. And sticking to the South and Southern Republican senators and their campaigns Dear Lord in heaven, did you see the uh, Sonny Purdue? No, David Purdue. All these Purdues, are they all from the chicken family? Yeah, of course. Oh. So, is, he, is he the one with the anti-Semitic? Yeah. yeah, so David Purdue is a senator from the great state of Georgia. And his opponent, I did not know this, happens to be Jewish. And uh, Purdue's campaign put out an ad that was on Facebook in which a picture of Osaf, that's the guy who's running against him, Osaf, Osaf, and a picture of Charles Schumer, the Senate minority leader, also a Jew. And it says Democrats are trying to buy Georgia. Two Jews coming down to buy Georgia. And that wasn't enough. So the image of Ossoff running against Purdue was altered. And his nose was made ridiculous looking. Bigger. Bigger. Bigger And and you know what's funny? It wasn't even – it's bigger, but it's not what I would look at as a Jewish a nose Jewish at all. Nose. They just not at all. Big. No, it's not too big. It, it, it doesn't have the shape right. of a Jewish nose. And then when they're called on it, this bo- – oh, this was an accident. Uh, we immediately removed. Nothing uh, – this does not imply uh, anything other than an inadvertent uh, error. Um, it is uh, – yeah. um, Senator Perdue has consistently stood against anti-Semitism and uh, all forms of uh, hate. Uh-huh. And and to which I say, uh-uh, it's no accident. No, of course it's, it's no it, accident. It's, no, it, it's a pattern. And to prove it, they are some some Republican PAC, uh, pro-Trump PAC, is running ads uh, in Wisconsin showing Joe Biden. With an elongated nose. I mean, it's a clearly anti. This man. What? This man. I don't know. As if to say He's he a could Jew. be. A, he could be a Jew. You never know. You know. I mean, I, it's it's. It, it, why else would they elongate his face and hook his nose? And that's what they do in this ad. The first time I saw it, I just screamed. I said, "How could they make? How could they make an anti-Semitic slur out of Joe Biden?" But they just did it. Well, because it works, whatever. It works, so it's a pattern. They do it on purpose. They are speaking to that element clearly. Wow. Hey, is this true? You know you know how crazy our world is? Well, ask um, me. I know everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, well, I can't believe I true. don't have it here. <laughs> I don't believe I don't have it here. Okay, wait. I'm looking for Twitter. This has been, I've seen on Twitter a number of times. And when I first saw it, I thought, that can't be true. And I'm not finding it now. God damn it. It was a, um, somebody put this out. I think it was the Republicans. And what it said is that the Republican convention wherever and whatever it'll be, is going to headline 
Ted Nugent, Scott Bayo, and what are those two black women? Uh, those two lunatic black women that even um, Silk and whatever they're uh, diamonds and Silk. I don't know what the hell their names that uh, were on Fox. Okay, they say that they will be leading in to Trump. How is that possible? Well, because that's the only four stars they could quote stars that they could. That's their star power. Scott Bayo, Ted Nugent. Yeah. If anyone can find that for me and tell me, because all I can say is I was not the only one who had that reaction because I began to see other people saying this can't be true. Right. This is a joke. Right. And it was never answered. And I'm throwing it out there to ask, is that true? I'm going with yes. <laughs> I'm going with yes. So meanwhile, I, something I started to say before I was reading, you know, my, my selection of articles this morning, and um, one that caught my attention was everybody going on their summer vacations as if nothing's happening. I saw that, too, and I thought, I, I, no, what do but, you mean? What? Why are you no, but I've been noticing this on Facebook. People are posting like up in the UP. They're at restaurants. You know, All right. Well, we're never going to get. We're never going to. No, be we're never. That. And then, and then today, this picture of throngs in Jackson Hole, Montana, with this in the body of the, you know, words to this effect in the body of the article, and people are surprised to find out that the virus even exists out here. You know, we're doomed. We are so we're too we're too stupid to live. That's it. There are too we allowed too many people to get totally stupid, and they're going to kill us all. You can't have a third of the country this stupid, and maybe well, another another fifth of the country too selfish and uh, impatient. Well, I mean, um, but, but they're like stamping their feet and saying, if I can't take my vacation, I'll just die. I know, I'm thinking, I'll yeah, die. go die. I know, I have to. We're going crazy here. Boy. Can I just say that I had, I, I, have, a, I have a birthday coming up, and um, I was with my children on Sunday night for dinner for the first time in a very, 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 very long time. Really? And were you in the same place? Really? We were all? sitting in on my daughter's back porch oh, that nice. had breezes blowing through it. We were oh, all masked, oh, except for my two-year-old granddaughter that simply refused because it happened to be 99 degrees out. And Please. she was already had her little hair plastered on her head from sweat. Oh, I'm so glad, Susan, you finally but, got to all be there. So, I, like so I said, okay, they all, you know, they, the, the big question is, what, what do we get you for your birthday? And I said, I only want one thing, and I don't think I can have it. And I almost, I was crying. I'm mm-hmm. crying just telling you the story. I said, I you just want, want this, a hug. Just a hug. Just a hug. I know. Oh, don't get me. And I got one. I got one. I got, I got to get down on my knees, masked. We turned our head in opposite directions. <laughs> oh, I got and hug. Such a long hug from my grandson who, who said again, I don't ever, ever, ever want to let you go. Oh. And then Letty came over. She put her, she consented to put her mask on and she came over and I got my hug and I got my hug from my kids. And that's it. I just, I'm just treasuring that. And I, and I hope I remember. And I hope I live long enough to get to a day when I don't care. But if I don't, stop going on your effing vacations, I want to hug my children. I understand. I almost hugged my son the other day, and I, I, I was, and then I thought, just stop, just stop. But I, I thought, you know. If we both turn our heads the other way and, you know, why can't we? You can't. You can't just do it and then go wash if you have to. Oh, hold God. Hold your breath. I, just hold your breath. Oh. Oh. So 
no. Anyway, dude. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I just, just wanted no, no, to no, tell no. you that because that's Don't. how angry I get when I open the newspaper yeah. And I see spoiled brat people that don't want to wear masks, that that can't imagine life without a summer vacation. Well, there's a whole bunch of us folks that are in prison indefinitely, some of us for the rest of our lives, because you people are being so goddamn selfish. What kind of Americans are you? Really, what kind of Americans are you? Yeah. Yeah. Well... <sighs> Okay, that's all we, I have to say. That's okay. That's what we've become. And I'm so glad you got those hugs, Suze. And oh, I with can't them. tell I you. They are feeding my soul. They are feeding sure. my soul. And by the way, I, I, I came home, and I have now been banned from the city of Chicago. I can't go there again without quarantining. for. I can't go there for more than 24 hours without quarantining for 14 days. Because that's what I come from. Are. I'm coming in from Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Well, I just um, got in touch with a friend who I haven't uh, seen in a long time, and we have gotten together like, uh, you know, perfectly uh, distanced uh, in my backyard. Uh, But she had gone to Chicago to see her son and daughter and had also stopped on the way. She drove and also had stopped on the way to see a sister in Indiana and a very sick uncle somewhere. So she had really gone off, and I thought, gosh. And I texted her yesterday and said, you know, I really miss you. I'd love to see you. She said, well, I'm almost, I've been back almost two weeks, and I'm quarantining. So, you know, she's doing the right thing. People, there are so many people who are trying to do the right right thing. thing. She knows she took a risk by doing what she did, and she's not risking anybody here. So, um, right. I mean, there's a mother and I have a mutual friend here that went to, to her sister's, you know, very small outdoor socially distanced wedding um and i got a text from her yesterday uh, my quarantine is over can i uh, can i see you guys on tuesday she did the same thing she just quarantined herself even though they did everything right okay um say hey thank you kurt for this the uh trump uh campaign announcement that it's all-star lineup uh, of speakers for their scaled-down uh, convention, Ted Nugent, Scott Bayo, Diamond and Silk, uh, will appear in Zoom boxes before Trump's acceptance speech um, was meant to be sarcastic, satirical. Oh, okay, it, not it, true. Joke. Well, that's – thank God, because, I mean, that's what I figured, but then this is how crazy – the world. Well, see, is. That's why I I thought, oh no, that could be absolutely true. Yeah, I know exactly. That's what you think. Okay. Um, what else do I have here? Oh, there was this interesting piece about um, you know creeping fascism in uh, in the country and how we are actually pretty damn lucky right now. Because the guy who could be the American Hitler, the guy who's currently in the White House, we are lucky that he is too lazy and too incapable of focus to pull it off. That is absolutely true. He has all the signs of being an you know, authoritarian or a fascist, but he's too lazy to really use it. And, well, and he, has no, he has no understanding of it. He has, he has just, no message. His only yeah. message is about him. So everybody else was at least smart enough to pretend to have a message. You know that allowed them just to have power to wield, but they at least pretended there was a message. He doesn't have, you know, the only message is I'm Donald Trump. What though um, this article did suggest is that um, 
he has laid a pretty clear path down for somebody who's not lazy, who will concoct a message uh, to use the same kind of tactics. He's already shown that there's a huge hunk of America that uh, clearly likes a strong man, a literally strong man. And uh, they do not blink when he says he may not respect the outcome of the election. Um, his, you know, constant undermining of all our institutions, enemies of the people, the fake, the fake. The fact that there's that many here, that critical core, means it's doable here. I mean, we've always been told, yeah, that democracy is a fragile thing. Um, as a matter of fact, wasn't it, was it uh, Benjamin Franklin who said um, to when they walked out of, you know, one of their meetings um, founding the republic? And what, somebody asked him, this is probably an apocryphal tale, um, so what are we, what have you done? What are, what are you, what have we done? And he says, we've We've uh, we are we are giving you a republic if you can keep it. I think something like I completely blew that, but yeah, it, it, it it's 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 very ask the Germans. It's very very fragile. Okay, so Trump is sending more troops to Portland, and I'm wondering. If um, if how our side wisely deals with this are are they playing into his hands by coming out more and more? I'll tell you, the people who are playing into his hands are the people that are, you know. Uh, doing some violence that are, right. you know, right. the, the, and there's, there's such a minority. Is there a way to get those people under control? Because if it's just the moms and all these other groups that are there, they're coming out regular, ordinary Americans. You can't make the case for them being. Well, there's uh, these, okay. they're, they're trying what I thought was amusing is that when the dads came out with the leaf blowers to blow yeah, the... Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That, that then the, that the uh, Department the fat, of Homeland Services says yeah. they stole the tactic. Duh. Yeah, the they ex- got the leaf blowers. So the, now it's dueling leaf blowers. Um, right. I mean, if you want a, a sign of just total nonsense, but I... You know, somebody pointed out that those people, um, uh, those aren't, they don't even have uniforms. They're they're not wearing the same kind of shoes. They're not wearing the same headgear. They're, and, and they're funny ages. And it looks like they're just, you know, more Blackwood mercenary types that have been hired for this purpose. Could be. Yep. Could be. Um, the thing is, uh, apparently... There is uh, agreement among you know people who know the law that the federal government does have the right to protect federal buildings. But what we're seeing is that these guys leave the federal building there that they're supposed to be securing, and they go after protesters into the streets. So if they're now wandering the streets, they are not protecting that building. The building at some point is left totally unprotected as they go around shooting tear gas and pepper spray and, uh, you know, clubbing people. Now, Homeland Security officials say this. Uh, Where is this? Oh. 
They are operating under a federal statute that permits federal agents to venture outside the boundaries of the courthouse to conduct investigations into crimes against federal property. Well, the crime, I mean, what, conducting investigations, they conduct investigations by throwing tear gas and clubbing people? How's that an investigation? It's not. And and they've already admitted to prior restraint that they, you know, they started out with, we were just arresting people before they caused problems, which is, you know, illegal called prior restraint. You can't lock people yeah, up. Yeah, I know. We we were being proactive. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, and well, the, and, and they can't a... claim to be protecting a federal building five blocks away. It's away from it. I know. Oh, if you're protecting the federal building, plant yourself in front of the building of the and guard building. it. Yeah, and guard it. You don't have to touch a soul. Yeah. I, 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 I. By the way, those leaf blowers, you know where that, that this is interesting. And here's where we're a, a, a global community. Um, the first time I ever saw the leaf blowers, I thought that is ingenious. Was those brilliant and brave Hong Kong protesters. Uh-huh. They're the ones who were doing it. And so, yeah, you know, you take stuff that works. Um, I did some, just love the picture of the the first dad that did it in his in his Bermudas, his his his, 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 his <laughs> with the with all the pockets, whatever those are called, and 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 his hat on, and just nonchalantly walking out there with his practice sweep of his reef <laughs> <laughs> looking just right at home hey i i do want to note too that you know i was so happy when the supreme court you know said that trump did not uh have immunity as the president uh to resist this uh you know subpoena for his tax records that the Southern District was uh, after. And I remember that day you thought, yes, yes, so we're finally going to see. No, no, that's not the way, apparently, this is going to work. The wheels of justice grind slow. How come, well, then where'd that term speedy justice come from? Because they're running out the clock, and in fact, there is a statute of limitations. So now they've got a new argument that it's overbroad and it's this and that, and they will never. They will just well, keep- they can do that. But I'm sorry if the if the if the action started within the term, they're delaying tactics. Uh, that the statute is not tolling while they're doing this. They can't do that. The statute stopped tolling when they lodged the suit. It's within the framework of the statute of limitations. Sorry, no. It's see, they just keep throwing. They but just keep, argue but, whatever they want, and it's not legal. And it's continue. Yes, you're right. They're going to drag this out forever, but they're forever. going to eventually you can, lose. You can only take it to the top and lose so many times. Eventually, eventually, that guy's going to jail. And I can't believe that what he. I mean, this is how we know that he's really off his rocker because at this point, knowing that he's going to lose. He should be negotiating for his life right now. He should be saying, I'll resign. I'll let you get someone else in so that, you know, maybe the Republicans don't lose. Just you all guarantee me that all charges disappear against me, my family, everybody. You make it disappear, and I'm gone. If well, it might had, happen yet. It might yeah. happen yet. We got three months. Well, I'm just saying he's just an idiot if that's not where he is now. I well, mean, it's not that he's an, he's not living in reality, you know, He and he refuses to, and the people around him protect that, uh, you know, strange place that he inhabits. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I just want to say back to your and my anger at our fellow Americans um, and their inability to do what needs to be done here. Um, I saw that uh, in Belgium, uh, their prime minister uh, got very upset because they had um, a, a surge when after you know they'd sort of opened up and then um, and then they saw what happens when you open up even a little bit. Cases started going up. 
So the prime minister there, it's a woman, she said she immediately put out a national uh, mask wearing uh, restriction. She said, we must take action today so that we have no regrets tomorrow. And she went back to a strict lockdown. And get this. Belgians, first of all, you have to wear a mask if you are outside your home. There are no excuses. Outside your home, you're wearing a mask. Um, Also, I guess for some reason there are hotels that are open and some restaurants that are open, probably outdoor seating. Anyone who goes to a restaurant, a hotel, the hotel and the restaurant have to get every person who comes there phone number and how to reach them. Can you imagine doing yeah. that and and that's in the united gonna, states because can it's you contact tracing right you exactly imagine? they want to be able to she says again um this is so that we if something happens, we can immediately get to uh you know get this camp down can you imagine if we were to t- attempt to enact anything like that in this country when you see that people won't even wear a mask. Um, We're doomed. So this is from the Washington Post today. Um, We're about to hit 150,000 people dead. That's just in this country. Okay. And I said when this started, and they were saying we would have, what were they saying at first? How many deaths were they saying? Well, we're going to have like 40,000. Maybe. 000. I think. What, yeah, yeah, what were they saying? Something like that. I, no. And I, I said. Total. Yeah. Yeah, I said More, it's yeah. it's going to be a quarter of a million. That's what it's going to be. And now I think I undershot it. I know I did. Okay. So 150,000 people. Just so we get this clear. South Korea. 299. Yeah. Yeah. Germany, 9,125. Now, okay, let's go per million population so we get this, you know, even. Per million population, the United States has lost 424 people per million. South Korea, six. Okay. And that just bespeaks the epic failure of not no, only Trump the Trump administration. We're winning. Huh. Oh my God! I mean, he's he's actually arguing this on you know with with Chris Wallace. You saw that he's arguing. I was told that we're the best. Yeah, I was told they'll tell him anything. We're the best. Yeah, Doctor Burks has been telling him. I guess. Well, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I think this is just the classic, we got to find someone to blame. Which one of the experts are we going to blame? We're going to blame Burks. Okay. You know, I, 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 I swear it. This is just more blame the woman. And, and I, people have been saying it's misogyny, but I've been seeing her out there begging everybody to wear masks, wearing masks. Yeah, I've seen she, that recently. But, I, yeah, I have to tell you, I'm not wild about her. I'm not. Well, I'm not wild about her either, but I don't see you know. Trump likes her. <laughs> the, he knows how to do more things with a scarf. I'll tell you. Okay, wait. I, I just realized we have a caller, and I hadn't seen that. I don't know if is a caller still there. Hi. Hello. No, no I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Oh, she's I, sorry. She didn't notice. Feel free to call back. Yeah, she I'm doesn't sorry. have a real live producer yelling at her in the room right now. <laughs> I there's too many things to be looking at here. I got the phone here, the screen there, the this there, the chart, all these papers all around. Um, 
Oh, Bill. Yeah, Bill says, see, Lynn, there are good uses for leaf. He knows how much I hate leaf blowers. I hate them. I'm, I'm pro-rake and broom, and I hate the noise they make. But, yeah, okay, Bill, I'll give you that. They're 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 good for dispersing uh, tear gas. Well, right, and and in the midst of all of the uh, clamor of a protest, a leaf blower's noise is not disturbing, but merely adding to the happy din. <laughs> happy din. <laughs> okay, and let's not uh, let it go unsaid that um, at the end of this month, when Susan has a birthday on the thirty first. That is when the uh, $600 pandemic benefit uh, checks will cease to go yeah, out. Because my birthday is always worse news for everybody. Than <laughs> okay, so that's going to – people – one of the reasons we haven't seen total, uh, God knows what, uh, chaos in the streets is because people apparently – the 600 bucks has been – along with state unemployment benefits has kept people from and the free food handouts and all of that has has kept people uh and what are the republicans going to do they don't like the idea of people getting 600 bucks a month they think they're enjoying themselves too much um, they listened to the one guy that said that yeah. their people weren't coming back because they were making more. Yeah, they're making more without, which says something about what we pay people. But the Times did this thing about how if there, if this 600 goes away on uh, August 1, which it will, because the Congress is doing nothing because the Republicans just cannot identify with people who don't have money um they show you they don't believe it they don't believe they show you state by state what people will get and they base this on somebody who's already making who makes let's say thirty five thousand dollars a year okay thirty five thousand a year is not living large but you you know it depends also how many people you're supporting on thirty five thousand but you take that 600 bucks away and that person living in Mississippi is going to be told they can live on $235 a week. That's what you're going to get living in Mississippi, $235 a week. It that's the lowest. But if you look around, it doesn't get Susan Illinois 316 a week. Imagine you're a single parent with two kids. You gonna make it? I, this is this is this is the the lie about our good economy. This is what I was saying months ago when I said it's not a good economy if two months into it nobody has a safety net and sixty percent of your population is floundering. That's not a good economy. So what you're taking that money away from mostly people who immediately turned around and spent it. And it was precisely those dollars that have been keeping our economy going. This is the stupidest, you know, total misunderstanding of how the economy works. The money that goes to the poorest people doesn't get salted away. It goes to work immediately. Exactly. The money that you give to people like me, uh, you know, I, what I invest, I certainly don't take it and go to the grocery store or go and buy my kid a pair of shoes. You need that money was immediately reinvested in the economy and is the best money that was spent. And it's so short-sighted and stupid. I, just, I don't want to hear about this good economy bullshit anymore because it's only talking about the stock market and the top 1%. It's not talking about anybody else. Just because you can put together three jobs or used to be able to to make a one good job living doesn't mean it's a good economy or that there are great jobs. It doesn't mean that at all. Exactly. Dear God in heaven. No. Okay. So 
I just wanted to say that while, you know, everything's coming apart at the seams, there are places in the Trump administration that are quietly doing what uh, the Republicans want to get done. And they are doing so much damage. It's beyond belief. So this doesn't get any attention, but uh, the Trump administration, this happened last week. They have um, eliminated a program to combat racial segregation in suburban housing. That was put in place under Obama. And, you know, Trump now thinks the only way he's going to win is to get the suburban women worrying about black folks. Buying the house next door. Buying the house next door or being in their streets with, you know, that's why he's the Portland stuff is really to get video. Here's what they're saying. Here's what they're saying. No, here's what they're going to do. They're going to change the zoning laws. They're going to outlaw single family housing. They're going to build a project for poor people right next to your house. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Here's what Trump said. The suburban housewives of America need to know that Biden will destroy your neighborhood and your American dream. You know, these guys make the Willie Horton ad look like, uh, (laughs) wow. Oh, there's no racism in this. There's no systemic racism. The Republicans don't use racism to to get into power. And man, it's worked for them really well because we're a racist nation. God. All right. Sue's. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I know. It's enough to get it's enough for a girl to go and get plastic surgery because maybe she'll die on the table. Oh God. God. It's really, you know, it's it's uh the here's world. somebody Yeah, it's go something. Ahead. Yeah, well here's here's a tweet I saw that I really appreciated because there's so much uh that the media is just not doing right now. It's not stepping up a lot of it a lot of media is but uh what we call the mainstream the cable guys and the new york f and times by the way um is often falling down on the job the times especially with this he said she said and not you know so here's somebody on twitter and this is so true and i mean i went to journalism school so i know you're supposed to present all sides But that's not the end of the lesson. And this guy gets it. He says to a reporter, your job is not to say person A says it's raining. Person B says it's not raining. I mean, the Times really does this all the time. They won't say another misrepresentation. Yes, it's a misrepresentation. God, or the president disputed that, or whatever. I mean, my God. Or we have the funniest president in the world. He's only told about 20,000 jokes so far. Oh, my God. So, anyway, um, I just want to say there seems to be a push to get Susan Rice as the VP uh, choice I know, for Biden. Who was never my real top. No, no, no. And I, I want to say no. I want to say no, 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 no. I saw her on TV the other day, and she was actively running for the position. I this, I that, blah, blah, blah. I bring my buddy. Uh, and I'm thinking, you know what? No one knows you. And you've never run for a damn thing in your life. And I don't uh, care if she's an old friend of Biden's. That's not. And why, I, that's right. I, she can be. Make her the. That's right. Make her the Secretary of State. That's she can be fine. Chief of his staff. That's what Whatever. But no, no. You do it. 
for a woman who's been in the trenches and people know. That's right. And I'm worried that he's gonna. I mean, screw but this, this is up. but see, this is more of the effing patriarchy, depending with deciding which woman they want, which woman is acceptable to them. Mm. Hey, fuck the patriarchy! See, now yeah. you're there with me. This is what happens. I, 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 I said I have to. You know, I, I've been saying I have to quietly remind myself that I loved my husband. I loved my father. I loved my son and my grandson. I sometimes even loved my brother, <laughs> Susan. Yes, you know, most of the time, almost always. <laughs> Just because he makes you crazy sometimes, doesn't he? Does, he does tend to push my buttons. Yeah, um, well, that's what, he um, does. that's what he does. Bless his soul, as they say. Bless his heart, as they say. In as the they south. say in the south. Bless <laughs> his bless his heart. Well, but, um, yeah, no, but I do. I have to remind myself that I have all these wonderful, brilliant thinking. You know, completely wonderful men in my life. No asterisks here. No asterisks. That was a joke. Um, Because, as I have said often, if I look at what's happened to me in my life, if I've looked at the men that have tried to hurt me in my life, by which I mean have assaulted me, have, you know, sexual assaults, yes, and I, with the S on the end, and and the men in suits who have tried to publicly and professionally humiliate me simply because I was a woman. I yes, absolutely. If and and you know, I don't fear logically and by my experience any men but white men. <laughs> the only men that have ever done me harm and yeah. grievous harm. Yeah. Grievous felonious harm are white men. Yep. But I'm told to fear men of color. No. I, I No, no. No. No, you run I have them. absolutely no yeah. experience that that, that should right. be my experience. Right. Me either. And All I right. think that I speak for a lot right. of white women when if you if you actively check your real experience, you know who to be afraid of. You know it. All right, Susan, I want you to take a deep breath. Okay, I'm going to take some Xanax now, but I have to work out with my boxing. <laughs> okay, do you want to leave before I give the Allegheny County uh, numbers for the last couple yeah, hours? Yeah, I do, because I'll just start crying. They're awful. Yeah, they're bad. I'll just start crying. Okay, bye, guys. Okay, bye, Susan. Thanks. I'll be 69. The class of 69 turned 69 this year. <laughs> I wish I could give you a hug for your birthday. Yeah, I know, I know. Don't make me cry again. Okay, goodbye. All right, Suze, bye, you old (laughs) fart. All right, guys, the Allegheny County numbers are out there, not good. The new cases are down a bit. They're still in triple digits, but barely 119 new cases in the last 24 hours. It's the hospitalizations and deaths that don't look good. In the last 24 hours, seven more people have died of this in the county. And this is a big number for hospitalizations. 20 new hospitalizations in the last 24 hours. And so we're getting schooled now in how this works. Those those three digit new case numbers that were already, you know, way into the 200s, one day over 300 on a daily basis. What that does, give it a week, give it two, those people have spread it and they've spread it to others. And they spread it to others who become very, very ill and require hospitalization, and some of them are never getting out. They're dying. So these uh, these numbers are upsetting, and just lends credence to Susan's you know rant. Oh, my God, 
And I'll tell you, the median age of the new cases is going up. And that, again, shows that it's these young people that created this spike, but they brought it home. They brought it to people who, unlike them, will struggle with it and maybe die from it. Exactly what we were told. So when this spike first started, you saw a median age uh, of new cases being 28 years old, 12 years old. You know what it is today? The median age is 50, five, zero. And that means that it's the old people, older and old people that are now getting it. Thank you, you young jerks. And it doesn't mean young people don't get it, for God's sakes. And it doesn't mean young people don't die from it, by the way. The people who died, they're all over 75. So I know for some people, oh, well, who cares? They were going to die anyway. And I know there's a ton of people who do feel that way. Never mind that some of them had another 10, 20 years ahead of them. Never mind the grief of their loved ones. Young people go out to bars. Old people get put in body bags. I wish I had some happy, positive spin I could do here. I don't. So um, that's it. And uh, I'm sorry to the caller that I didn't get to. I'm sorry I didn't see that. And um, thank you all for joining me. Enjoy this uh, relatively uh, non-humid day, huh? It looks nice out there. I think I'll go right out there right now. And uh, be careful. Be smart. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.